0: little bit different in uh, how we're going to teach and preach and I'm asking the church family, we finished Colossians a couple of weeks ago and I've been asking the church family just to pray with me as I seek where which section of the bible we're going to go through next so normally if you come here on a sunday i would have you turn to a specific text and we would work our way through that entire letter or book of the bible and so we spent probably two years in the colossians and uh you know somebody said that to me the other day who was that you i was talking to somebody and i said hey we just finished colossians and they said can you repeat that you did what because uh it gets a little long sometimes and i'm that's, there's just a lot in 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 the scriptures to unpack. So, but uh, I will be going back to that very soon. But it, these type of days, like last Sunday, to just uh, if you look in your bulletin, it has on the top. It says our mission statement, and we went through that to worship God, to draw people into a vital relationship with Jesus Christ, to train and equip our people for ministry, and to impact our community for Christ. If we didn't have a little break that God designed in between teaching expository through the scriptures, I wouldn't have to do an opportunity like this where it's a little scary for me to come down from up here and be here and then share what I'm going to share. But uh, it's it's also part of body life to help us understand what's going on with each other. This is a big week um, yesterday we had the baptism of the kids three kids got were baptized at part of our awana group and it was just a great op- opportunity great event and then this week, as you know we have we have the funerals so I just want to take a little time and uh unpack what uh is a general big specific idea and then share and go from there put some things together so You have a blank on the back of your bulletin. Sometimes you can take some notes there. But if I was to uh, ask you what your target was and what our target is and what is God's target for us, your target as an individual, your target as a family, and our target as a church family, there's two particular passages of Scripture I can anchor what I'm going to share in, the first one is in Romans chapter 12, and so if you would just turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 12, and um, I want to just read a couple things out of there, as in the context of this target that we're going to look at, the target for you, target for me, target for us. Rome, um, yeah, Romans chapter 12, verse 3. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many parts, many members, and these members do not all have the same function, So in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. I'm going to stop right there. Just so that you can clarify that simple sentence, it says you have a body, and that body has many parts. Parts would be fingers, a hand, a wrist, an elbow, shoulder, and those parts all work together, but it's one body. And he's saying that's how we are as a community, the body of Christ. We all have different parts, and I was just thinking this past week in our community, we've got we've got we got doctors, we've got teachers, we've got construction workers, we've got farmers, um, just a, a wealth of community people coming together and in the body of Christ. And so each one of you has gifts and skills and talents given to you by God. And some of those talents and gifts and skills are are going unused. And that's both on you as an individual and it's on us as a community to say how can we do a better job of using the gifts that God has given us? How can we do a better job of incorporating more and more community life, body life, ministry life, opportunity? And so it says that as we have different gifts... I'm reading from verse 6, chapter 12, Romans. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. And so just the idea that the, In the church family, in the body of Christ, there's people that have gifts and skills given them by God, and they're for the use of ministry. And then uh, the next verse I wanted to section is in Ephesians chapter 2, the description of the body in Ephesians chapter 2, the body meaning the church, um, which you need to recognize that if you claim to be a Christian, that means you're part of the body of Christ. You're like a hand or an arm. Now you need to realize if you're not functioning. Imagine if you were missing a leg. Imagine if you're missing an arm and you're not functioning. That part of your body is not functioning. That's what we need to grasp as an individual. I have a, a task to do. A mantle upon me. A ministry given. A gift. And I've got to carry that out that that's not just i mean the church family it can't be and i know it's not and you know it's not but I'm just reminding you, it's not just about the pastor or a few people it's about all of us and uh, we'll see that as we unpack this in a minute so in in chapter 2 of ephesians i'm sorry chapter 4 of ephesians and i'm going to verse 11 basically Talking about Jesus, it was He who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers. To prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So that's a description, a foundational, fundamental description of the church family. That there's this five-fold ministry, and that's supposed to be operating among us. And we're supposed to function on all cylinders. Having each person growing up and helping to be all that they can be functioning in the body. So I put this little target on the, on the board here, and I'm just asking, what is the target? What is the target? And as individuals and as a group, as best as I can understand it, at this point in my life, the target would be Christ likeness. Okay, to be like Jesus, Christ likeness. That you, as an image bearer, and I, as an image bearer of the King, that the full image of God would be able to be seen in us. That's God's goal that we would grow up into Him who is the head, that you would be mature in who you are as a person, reaching your potential, reaching your capacity, your God-given capacity of loving others and helping people, you fully knowing Christ, and then helping others fully knowing, know Him. So the purpose of being a human being is to be fully developed and fully devoted to Jesus Christ and to bear His image. So as a church family, that's the goal. The goal is from the cradle to the grave that you and I would continue to grow up into Christ-likeness. So that that means at all those different stages of life, from the cradle to the grave, there's growing, there's learning, there's development, there's tenacity, there's character development, there's spiritual development. And if that is not happening in your life, I would say, why? And, and we need to go, that, that's not right. Cause if our child, let's say you got a four year old child and they're not growing, they're not developing, you should be alarmed. You should stop and say, this isn't right. We know that in the, in the physical realm and the emotional realm, but in the spiritual realm, it's the same thing. You and I are to continually grow up to be Christ like. To continue to grow up in that. So what does that look like in the body and how do you do that? So then that leads us to the, some of the things that are happening in our, in our church family. There's this thing called food groups. okay? And that this week, um, if your name, you, maybe you don't know about this list yet and maybe your name isn't on here, that's fine. You don't have to be. I'm just saying this is one of the areas where we gather together and this week we're going to do these two funerals and people are going to come around. They're going to bring food. They're going to help set up tables. They're going to care for people. They're going to love for people. They're going to pray for people. And so that's one of the ways. But you go, well, how does that happen to be Christ-like? Well, because you're serving. Because you're loving. Because you're going to get out of your comfort zone. Because... You may not even know where you're gifted yet, because you have to step in to a whole new way of uh, of thinking and acting to be part of a group, to uh, to be available to serve in that way. And that's just so one of the things we need to do a better job at communicating. And this week we can be thankful that uh, most of the work's already accomplished because we do have some things in place. But that Christ-likeness, so that this week when guests come, so the building is not the church, right? The building is a building. The church is us. The church is the people who belong to Jesus Christ through faith in Jesus Christ and a growing relationship with Him. So we're going to have guests in our house this week, so to speak. So when the guests come into our house, we want them to see Christ-likeness. We want them to see Jesus in us and that's the goal. Anytime we're anywhere, yesterday, um, we had the privilege after the baptism, the car broke down right out here in the parking lot and I'm thinking, "Well, this is a great opportunity." So, it was raining, and Lester had the guy to pull his car under the carport. And the the best thing that could have happened to a, when a car breaks down happened. It was the alternator. It I didn't know this, but it's a simple thing to fix, isn't it? And so Lester says, yeah, pull your car under here. We'll fix this. We'll change it out. So like within an hour, the guy had a new alternator and he was gone. So, But we had the privilege to just be like Jesus. Jesus would have changed his alternator. You know, and if your alternator is not working, Jesus wants to change yours in your in your heart and in your mind. Because an alternator adds life and energy to you. And so you need to ask yourself as an individual, because as an individual, Christ-likeness is the reason you're still breathing. If you're still on this earth and you're still breathing, is to become more like Jesus. Because there's people that you bump into every day, they need to see Jesus. And He has skin on in you and me. That's where Jesus is seen. He's seen in your actions and my actions as we love on Him. And we have that privilege. So again, you go back and you say, well, how do f- food groups have to do with Christ-likeness? Well, you might be in a group and you might run into somebody in that group or serve in that group with somebody you're irritated with. Or you, maybe your personalities clash. What are you going to have to do? You're going to say, God, help that other person be better. <laughs> help them be nice to me. No, help them put up with me because i got an attitude. But I, you don't need to pray about them at all. You know what you need to do. Look in the mirror and say, God, how can I be more like Jesus? What would Jesus do in this situation? So then we also have, um, that's just one area of, of service in our church. But if you have yet to experience, now listen, I wish I could make this one sentence and you could grasp it and wrestle with it all week long. But if if you yourself have yet to experience the power of the body of Christ, the power of the love of Christ expressed through the body of Christ, you just have no clue what you're missing. You're in the realm that church means that I come on a Sunday morning, I sit in a pew and I listen to some guy babble for a while and I don't even remember what he said. After a very short time. But if you if you haven't yet to experience the power of the church, the power of the body of Christ, the power of the love of Christ, the power of relationships, that's what we're talking about. When we run into things like when we have a death, when we have a, a birth, when we have a baptism, when we have kids going through turmoil, difficult times, when our marriages come under stress, That's when we have the body of Christ. That's when we can lean into each other. So, you know, we have another list in our church. It's called the nursery workers, okay? And what we did is we have Rhonda and Tara who volunteered to take up after Hank and Elsie left. And they're just serving. All they're doing is saying, hey, will you, and we we have this long, a big list that is 12 months long. And we try to divvy it up. They try to divvy it up and just share the responsibility. But, dude, if you can't figure out how you can be Christ-like in the nursery, it taxes you. Have you been in there yet? Okay? You spend time with little kids who aren't your own? I mean, we like our own kids, right? To a point? Okay. But to love and care for somebody else's children... You have an opportunity to tap into Jesus and say, Lord, I'm in the nursery today. It's pretty taxing. i got to deal with so-and-so, or i got to deal with so-and-so. Help me to love him. Show me how to be loving. That's an opportunity to be Christ-like. So our target, again, would be Christ-likeness. Learning to be like Jesus. And I, I I'm not very good at this, but I'm trying. I want to run toward opportunities to be like Jesus. I just I just wish that would be more natural for me. Jesus, help me run toward opportunities to be more like You. He's the greatest person who ever lived, ever will live. And Jesus came to earth and He walked in our shoes. He knows what it's like to have skin on. He knows what it's like to put up with people like you (laughs) and people like me. He knows what taxes us. He knows what stresses us. And He wants us to put us into relationships where we can grow and we can express Christ-likeness by being dependent on Him. So we have the food serving groups and we have the nursery opportunity. And, and, uh, but it's Christ-likeness we're looking for. So, you know, if you have a problem with young children and you're going to be as bad as them when you're in there, Come and tell us. You say, you know what? You don't want me in there because I'm not growing up enough yet. (laughs) I don't know. But you get the picture, right? It's an opportunity to be like Jesus. And when we're tested and pressed, that's when it's really happening. Christ-likeness is transition and transformation and metamorphosis. And it doesn't happen in a comfortable lounge chair. It happens in the midst of the ups and downs and the, the push and the pull and the pain and the triumph of everyday life. It happens in the classroom and the courtroom and the doctor room and, the, and every room you can imagine, every hallway, every shopping center. And so that's the, the goal, is to be Christ-like. Learning, growing, serving, loving individuals to know Christ and to make Him known. So out of those two opportunities, then we also have um, things we're, we're calling small groups. Okay? And a small group can be anywhere from 2 to 20, right? And a small group is, say, you know, like for an example, you ladies, you just went through the book, um, Bad Girls of the Bible. All you would have had to do is come find us good guys on the other end of the building and you would have learned enough. But um, no. But the point is, if you've gone through that Bible study now, you could say, you know what, this was so enriching for my life, and I learned so much, I want to invite a couple ladies to go through the book with me at my home. And that's a privilege. That's an opportunity. And so maybe you th- think a little bit outside the box, and you're going, the other n- night, this is something I want to share with the whole church family. On Friday night and on Saturday morning, a group of us, the board members and their wives we we started a journey called the Journey of Generosity that Joe and Carol are are trained to share and it was such a powerful opportunity to become more like Jesus. Those of us who were there, we said, "We want to share with this with the whole family. We want the whole church family to experience this, and so that's going to be part of our opportunity and we learned that We serve a generous God, and He invites us to be generous with our lives. Generous in living, generous in giving, generous in loving, generous in serving, generous in growing. And so over the next, uh, I don't know, it'll take a while to get us all through, but in small groups. That's an example. Another small group would be like, hey, somebody needs some help at their farm or at their house this next week, do you want to come with me? Let's go over there and cut some wood. Let's go over there and paint a fence. Let's go over there and wash the windows. And so those are opportunities. And can you see that Christ-likeness isn't on Sunday morning alone? Okay, we're going to go through and we're going to read Scripture and we're going to study Scripture on Sunday morning. But then throughout the week, we go and apply it. We go and serve, and we go and love each other. And you're already doing that. You know, And the Thessalonians, were already doing it. But Paul said to them, more and more, more and more, more and more. And so the Christ-likeness opportunities to serve. And then on uh, Saturday morning, once a month, there's a men's breakfast. And um, did you know that we have a men's breakfast? So you could come, you could cook. You could come and participate. You could come and share what God's doing in your life. Another opportunity to just reach out. Sunday morning, thing called Sunday school. We have Sunday school for the kids. We have Sunday school for the teens. And then we'll have Sunday school for the adults. And so Kay had shared the next couple weeks, marring the muffin mixer, the ladies are going to meet for two more weeks. And then we're going to go back to having uh, a Sunday school class in this room and a Sunday school class down the hallway that Tim will lead and I will lead the one in here. But maybe you're going to say, hey, Sunday morning, I would rather stay at home and invite some people to my house. You know what? That's a great idea. If you want to have a, a a morning time at your house where you invite a couple couples over or a couple singles over and have coffee and talk about the Lord, pray for each other and then come And have fellowship with the rest of us. You go ahead. It's about Christ likeness. This is the target. Christ likeness. Are you becoming more like Jesus. Because of what you're doing in your life. Your time in the word. Time in prayer. Time with other people. Time serving and loving. And so. Another opportunity. Just about thinking about this, it may be outside your box. Maybe you do it on a regular basis. If somebody's in the hospital, you visit them not just because they're your friend. And we do that, but we go visit them because Christ would. We find out who's in the hospital and we send them a card. We find out who's in the hospital and we had the opportunity uh, last week. We, Doreen was in the hospital, so we went in and we were doing some singing. And somebody was down the hall, and they said, "Hey!" They would say, "Hey, come over here when you're done." And uh, that person was enjoying just the the hallway music, but they wanted wanted some for themselves. And but maybe you could go visit somebody in the hospital, and that you're thinking, "Oh, yeah, I can do that." It'll test you if they're not somebody you're already acquainted with if they're not somebody you're already a friend with, but it's an opportunity to be more like Jesus. And you do that. I hope you understand I'm not chiding. I'm admonishing and I'm urging and I'm encouraging you. Step outside. Step outside wherever you're at and meet Jesus and let him take you where you ought to be. And so maybe it's the nursing home and then, or maybe it's just another work project. And I know you're doing that all the time. You're serving and you're loving people in this community. But what a privilege we have. And so, um, in the last few minutes here, I just want to take some time. And so, in our church family right now, there's a lot going on. Is there not? And maybe, and some of the things I'm going to share with you, maybe you're not even aware of, and you're aware of a little bit. But, um, you know, uh, And I still learn even things myself. I learned something just a few minutes ago, that tomorrow, Gaiden has surgery on his foot. He's got an infection in his foot, and the infection has gone into the bone. So um, same foot he's had his toes removed before on, and so now that infection, that's a serious thing, obviously. The medical people know how serious that is. But, I mean, I wouldn't have known about that. And uh, that's part of life is interacting and sharing with each other. So you're going to put Gaden on your prayer list. Um, the Kleiners, as we know, uh, Leila, Lisa, and Paul, Laura, and Tom, Linda, and Jesse. Now, in that family, you got Crohn's disease, you got MS disease, and you got Leila being in a wheelchair for 30 years. And now take out the patriarch. Okay, so they can use prayer. Um, uh, Melanie, Scott's wife. So you got Tara's dad this week. You've heard that. So you got Tim and Tara. You got Leah and Chuck. You got Carrie and Tony. And you got Aaron. Aaron who lives, where does he live? North Carolina. So Aaron just flew in last night. So that's a whole reintroduction to the family. He wasn't here through the series of uh, hospital and things. So it opens up the grief afresh and anew. And as the families gather this week, as you know, you haven't seen people for a long time. You gather together to mourn and grieve together. Um, Alan Ruth, in the transition, therein, in. Uh, Doyle, as you know, he hasn't been here for a couple weeks now. Um, pray for him. He's struggling he with uh, his cancer. And so, uh, tough season. Doreen, um, just with her back and with her parents. Um, Connie and Earl. Obviously, Earl's been going through dialysis and Ivor and Alice. You know, all the things on your plate. And then with the ongoing prayer requests for Faith. Faith hasn't had a seizure now for... 10 days or so, right? It's been quite a few days and they've got some new medication. She's still dealing with lots of pain. But uh, so we're going to take some time now as a family and just pray. And so um, I want to pray for these people as individuals. And we'll use our time carefully. But this is just an example of how we pray for people. And so there's other prayer requests in the room. And other people going through stuff and, and some of us are more private than others and that's okay. You know what? I, I, my last thing on earth would want to be embarrass anyone about a prayer request or anything like that. So, but I do want us to grow and I do want Christ likeness. And I, I do want us to have an opportunity to pray with one another and bear one another's burdens. Okay? And so, um, We celebrate, you know, Tanner this week as he's coming home, right? So this week he comes home and we want to be praying for your family because that's a transition. Um, Thank you for the prayers for my wife. She's been going through shingles. And, you know, I was able to tell somebody, even Mia this morning, when we talked a little bit about my wife, and they said, well, how's it going with the shingles? And I said, you know what? The shingles are having their desired effect. Because my wife's character is coming out like perfume. It's just beautiful to see her grow through suffering. It is not easy. As some of you have had shingles, I know nothing about it. I've had a little bout with poison ivy. But I heard it's a hundred times poison ivy. But I mean, that's the thing. It's, like, it's Christ-likeness. So what Satan meant for harm, God uses for good. And he's developing Christ likeness in each of us. So, um, anybody else have a prayer request now that we'll just. anything that I didn't, maybe didn't mention? Okay. Well, um, let me read. I'm going to rip through this list quick and then if something touches your heart that's what you're going to lead us in a prayer for real quickly so it'll be concise pointed prayers making the wisest use of our time here so Lynn and Lene in whatever transition God has for you guys but especially in your healing right now with uh, your shoulder and and ribs and um, the Kleiner family The Grable family, Connie and Earl, Ivor and Alice, Alan Ruth, Doyle, even praying for Kelly and Michelle and Jordan and Brendan and Elliot who celebrated the baptism of their children yesterday. And Bruce and Andre with Tanner transitioning back into our community, into their family. So... I will stop us in a few minutes. Father, Father, we just thank You. We thank You that You had a better plan for us than we do. You want to make us like Your Son, Jesus. You want us to live fully and holy. You don't want us to be hampered by anything. You don't want us to be riddled with shame and guilt. You don't want to, us to be riddled with bitterness. You don't want us to be shackled to any kind of... Coveting, greed, lust, immorality. You want us to be free. And you said yourself that you were the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus. You said if anyone comes to you, that you give them new life. And you said that if the sun sets them free, they will be free indeed. Jesus, we want to know what you meant. We want to experience what you meant. And we want our loved ones to experience what you meant. When you meant if the sun sets you free, You shall be free indeed. And Father, we live in a broken world. And we have people that we love that are going through some tough times. And we just want to bring them before you, God. And I just want to lift up Ivor and Alice this morning to you. And Lord, you know what's going on with uh, his blood pressure. That it's erratic. That it comes and goes. And uh God, we're just thankful for the character you've forged in Ivor we're thankful that um for the the grace you've extended to him and his wife during these years of um, the difficulty with his kidneys not functioning and dialysis on a regular basis and Lord, we just want to pray for strength for them we want to pray for endurance for them and pray that they would continue to shine they would continue to be. Salt and light where they go. Continue to give testimony to people who are going, entering into some of the same things that they've been going through as they meet them at the clinic each week. And then just to encourage them and strengthen them, God, help them to continue to enjoy you and enjoy one another. Mm-hmm. 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 Mhm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <coughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hmm Lord, we pray for Bruce and Andrea and Parker as Tanner comes home uh, this week in this transition and just the celebration and the reunion and um, just help them all to make the, the necessary adjustments that need to be made for flourishing and moving forward and pray God that you would just strengthen Tanner in his walk with you and help him settle in into a firm foundation as a, a a different person now with a different goal and different perspective and different desires. Lord, that you would work in him that which is pleasing to you. Draw close to that family. And we just thank you for your grace. God, we thank you for Kelly and Michelle. We thank you for Jordan and Brendan and Elliot. And pray that we as a church family and as a community can come around those young children, those young people, those future adults future leaders in our community, future parents, future husbands and wives, and, and that they, they can grow up in you, God, and we can all um, be part of demonstrating to them what Christ-likeness is as they grow. Thank you for their eagerness, God, to know and walk with you. And, Lord, we just, uh, we just thank you for all that you're doing in our midst, and we pray even for uh, our families as they take trips. We pray for the Schwegels, God. Just bless them with a rich time with their family. Protect them and guide them. What, whatever comes on the journey, God, we can trust that you are uh, in charge and watching over them. And so just give them a rich time together as they travel this next week and a half. And we're thankful for that, God. And just help us to continue to grow. We're thankful for things like church picnics and hymn sings. And opportunities to just love on each other and love you, and we just give you praise in Jesus' name, Amen. So, as the worship team comes up, I just want to. Finish.